Time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. And Sally, those farmers have been making headlines this lunch hour and you've been chatting to some of them who are, are oh, sorry, are at the ground swell protest. Kia ora mani. Yes, as you've been covering, farmers are gathering in town centres around the country at the moment, calling on the government to drop the idea of an on-farm emissions tax altogether. Banks Peninsula sheep and beef farmer Aaron Stark, who was at the Christchurch protest, says the tax just doesn't make sense and would result in farmers leaving the sector. From a city point of view, it doesn't really seem like a big deal. Farmers bloop, blah, blah, blah. The problem with this is that this is actually going to stop a lot of farmers farming. And from your guys' point of view, it's also going to add 20 or 30% on top of your food bill. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I, I go down to the supermarket with my cats now, and I'm kind of going, sheesh, two, $300 doesn't really go that far. And if you add 30% on that, that's quite scary. But the other big problem here is that we have one of the best lead, world-leading agricultural systems globally. But we're going to outsource our food production here to India, China, some third world country, the same as what we've done with our coal. He's read the government's proposal and says he would need to make some drastic changes to his farm to keep it profitable. So we're going to destock. We're actually going through the process of looking what, like, what, what would trees look like? How does that work? And um, There's no fencing, there's no, there's no um, stock work, there's no, you need a whole heap of less, less stuff to do trees. And I hate trees. And I, I don't mean to knock the logging guys and the rest of it. We need them. They're really good in places. But it would ruin Banks Peninsula. Jim McCartney, a sheep and arable farmer in Taitapu, says he will either need to lower his stock levels or try pass the tax on. Well, we're opposed to taxes on uh, food. And that's what's going to happen with this new emission tax on uh, farming. So that's going to put up the price of the produ- production of sheep and beef and also crops like wheat, peas, barley, all the things that go on your supermarket shelf. So um, we're opposing that and we think everyone else should be too. It's stupid. Why would you tax food? At the Dunedin protest, Riversdale farmer Russell Welch agrees changes need to be made to reduce the impacts of climate change, but he says the on-farm tax is unworkable. If your modelling shows that um, 20% reduction in sheep and beef that's just this wrong. You've got your equations wrong. And the fact that they're not accounting. If you have a ledger, you have your um, inputs on one side and you have your expenditure on the other. In this case, you have your outputs of um, methane and, and, uh, and, and farmer uh, use. And on the other hand, you should take all the uh, things into account that actually help the situation. So you, you can't just pick and choose science. Russell Welch says farmers know their land best and many do things on farm to improve environmental outcomes already. To other news, Fonterra has hit back at claims changes to its capital restructure would push up emissions and diminish freshwater quality. The company wants to make it easier for farmers to join the cooperative while maintaining farmer ownership amid falling milk supply. Last month, Commissioner for the Environment, Simon Upton, said proposed changes could incentivise an increase to the national dairy herd size, therefore increasing greenhouse gas emissions. But in a submission to the Primary Production Committee this morning, Fonterra Chairman Peter McBride says the co-op has committed to spending a billion dollars on sustainability initiatives through until 2030. It's been suggested that our flexible shareholding will be detrimental to the environment by encouraging more dairy. The opposite is true. Fonterra's scale efficiencies improve our ability to invest in on-farm support services, innovation, new market and product development, 
can help Kiwi farmers manage the necessary transition they are being asked to make. That's the genesis of why the cop wants to change its capital structure. Peter McBride. It's expected the amendment bill allowing changes to Fonterra's capital restructure will pass by the end of the year. Staying with Fonterra, voting is now open for its 2022 elections with spots available on the co-op's board of directors and the directors' remuneration committee. Three candidates are vying for two spots as elected directors on the board, Andy McFarlane, Alison Waters and Mike Fleming. The two successful candidates will start their term after Fonterra's annual meeting on November the 10th, so farmers are being encouraged to vote online or in person before then. And just lastly, sheep farmers are starting to feel the pain of declining export demand for their lamb. Sheep uh, meat work schedules are dropping and prices are under more pressure than they have been in the last year. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crode says this hasn't come as a surprise. We are expecting the prices to drop further uh, over the coming weeks um, and that's just as key markets signal further pricing resistance, um, basically pressuring returns back here. Not such good news is it on that level? No, quite a change um, from what we've seen probably over the last 12 months. I mean, the writing has been on the wall recently just with the downturn in, in global market activity. Um, but it's yeah, we're starting to feel the first effects of that now at the farm gate. That's Mel Crowe from AgriHQ and that's the rural news for today. Koirati Purongo o te taifenua.